the day that I did the 131, I could feel my lats the next day. And I remember you saying two years ago, the, your, your power in your, in your stroke comes from your lats. Not, I thought it came from your biceps or I, I mean, I didn't know. And then I thought, well, I remember writing back to you, I said, what are your lats? Where, where are they? Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My uh, guest today is Chuck Ryan. And over the last few episodes uh, and for the next few episodes, I want to feature people who have been uh, members uh, for, for a number of months or a number of years, because I want to show that to improve your swimming, it is a, it's a learned process. You can, everyone can improve their swimming. And a lot of it comes down to technique. And um, Chuck, you are someone who has made a huge change to their swimming in the last two and a half years of being a, a stroke analysis member and um, with us working together. And we were talking about it earlier that we just looked back at your very first video from July, I think June, July in 2018. 2018, yeah, I think. It was 2018, actually. yeah. Um, yeah, it was slow to now, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, But um, it has been such a huge difference. And you sent me a, a post um, the other week saying that you got down to 130 or 131 um, for a hundred yard swim, where you were no way near that when you first started. What, um, where were you at when you first joined the, the membership and what, um, why did you decide to, to join? Well, I, I took up swimming probably 10 years ago, just for general fitness uh, with no real plan. You know, just join a pool, go to the pool, midday at work, kind of a way to relax at work, three to three or four times a week, and uh, just swim. I mean, whatever you could do. It was usually backstroke and a really lousy breaststroke. Uh, not much freestyle because it, it was exhausting. Uh, I could probably do 100 yards in 215 or 220 and be absolutely just beat by the end of that. So I generally avoided doing the freestyle. I would even do side stroke um, or elementary backstroke. But uh, it, just, it just got to the point where, you know, you see these videos of people who start out not being able to swim and then suddenly they can do these things uh, freestyle and they, they get their times down and they're doing Ironman, they're doing half Ironman. It's, it's why can't I do that? Um, I have the motivation. I don't know that I had the motivation to do Ironman, um, maybe one of these days, but uh, you just decide, well, I'm kind of wasting my time here and I'm not having that much fun. I really want to understand how you move through the water efficiently and in, in the case of the name of your program, Effortlessly, uh, I wouldn't say it's effortless, but it certainly has becoming coming with less effort. So uh, you figure out, uh, you, you watch a couple of your, uh, your publicly available uh, videos and, and then you, you think, well, I would really like to get into this more. And I, I remember being really scared to quote unquote apply because uh, uh, what am I going to say? I mean, I'm an idiot with, with regard to swimming and I didn't know what kind of people you're taking. Uh, I mean, I, I, I see you're taking triathletes and, you know, and it's very intimidating to a lot of people to, 
to think that they're working in, in with, with someone who works with people like that or works with really high level or even has worked with Olympic swimmers. Uh, so I quite timidly wrote, I don't even remember what I wrote. I, I kind of remember what I wrote. Uh, and you said, hey, you look seem like the kind of person that uh, we'd like to have or that would get something out of this program. And, and I thought, well, I, I hope so. I'm really not sure what I'm getting into. And well, here we are. So uh, what, what used to take 220, now I can do in 131, 130. I can do it consistently. Um, I'm trying to do a 400 yards and try to get it down to seven minutes, seven and a half minutes uh, with, with less effort. I, I'm sure I can do that in the next couple of months. So uh, like I said, that's, that's where I'm coming from here. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, and I, I can totally see the um, uh, maybe intimidation about um, joining a program like this, not knowing it from the the inside, but looking from the outside, um, thinking that um, maybe you're not, um, I don't know, like good enough at the time to to apply, and is this actually going to to help me? Because swimming, especially if you don't necessarily come from a swimming background if you're really struggling with maybe making 100 or 400 meters with your freestyle it's like wow well, you know so i feel like a real beginner and it's um it's a sport that can sort of take someone with a lot of confidence but if they get in the water and they can't swim it's like you know you, you feel like you um like you're starting from scratch and it's, it feels like a very daunting thing to learn so um, i'm glad that you that you did apply and we started working together and some of the things that we saw in that initial video were um looking a long way forwards legs were dropping a lot and you as a result really hard to get the arms out and so on and one of the first things we worked on was was balance and just minimizing drag and and you said at the start of this call um before we were talking that you don't know how that came how the improvement in body position came along but it just started to to improve um can you remember some of the things that we that you first started working on or putting your attention to um in the first sort of three to six months well i can tell you things i i started to put less attention to because i realized they weren't they weren't really that important and i thought they were one of those is is the kick uh i think um i watched a, a podcast that you'd done with I, I think his name was karsten the uh, the other, the other day it yeah. was on and he mentioned the kick and that he thought that that was that was so important and that that's where all your propulsion comes from and uh, once i realized that that's completely wrong at least for someone at my level to to just not focus on that at all or not really focus on it much you know do a four beat kick i think is what i usually do once i dispensed with that whole notion and started to focus on upper body that that's when some things really started to click. And then the second thing I ignored was I was just obsessed with bilateral breathing. Uh, good swimmers must breathe on both sides. It has to be symmetrical. It has to look just a certain way. And I realized after watching some Olympic swimmers, they don't do that. Uh, that's not really necessary. It, it's probably a good skill to have perhaps in open water where you're dealing with um, a wind uh, from one side or the other. But uh, I dispensed with that whole, whole notion about bilateral breathing and just stuck to the side that works best for me. And then uh, the, the legs started to just come up after about a year uh, of working with you. And 
I, I think I remember being very excited when I could do 145 for 100 yards with 95% effort, but I was doing it. And so that was exciting. I remember that happening, but really since that time, and then with the couple of months of shutdown that we had from COVID, uh, kind of felt a little like I'm just treading water, but it pleased with the, 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 the very slow progress. So um, the, the, whole, the whole issue with, with older folks, I think, is, is muscle memory and getting your body to do something uh, repeatedly and naturally. And the freestyle uh, high elbow catch stroke is a very unnatural thing to do with your body. At least it seems that way to me. It's very, it seems very awkward until you've done it thousands of times, and then it becomes less awkward. And maybe, like, maybe if you learned it as a kid, like I'm sure you did, it doesn't seem awkward at all. But it seems very awkward and somewhat difficult for someone in their 50s, even with good mobility. But it just eventually, it eventually just comes about. And you mentioned in um, your, your post the other week that uh, it started to like something just clicked and then like you were tracking your times, you're using the form goggles to track your times. And just all of a sudden you did this uh, one thirty one hundred, and it just all sort of came together. What was that? Um, do you know, what were you thinking about at the time or what was it that sort of changed for you in that, in that session? Well, I just listened to a podcast in my ride to the, to the pool. A uh, 15 minute ride. I listened to the first half of your podcast where you were discussing the core, um, the body's core, and how do you develop that? I, I forget the name of the, the guy you were, you were speaking with, but it was very, it got me really focused. And I think I just carried that focus into the pool that afternoon. It was a, a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, so it wasn't a work day. And I just remember feeling very long and tight in the water. And when I saw my split time on the goggles, I got this adrenaline rush and I just started to go nuts. Um, maybe a little bit, maybe thrashing a little bit because it got sloppy towards the end. But then um, the next session that I went, I did it again. And then I did some drills. I did it again. I did it four times that session. I had times all less than 136. And that has never happened. Uh, I didn't feel exhausted. I know I was in a, a heart zone that was uh, not the max. Uh, I could probably push myself more. But um, I just remember being so excited about that that I thought maybe the goggles weren't working correctly. And so I took a video recording of it where you can clearly see, I could clearly see myself leave the, uh, the, in the beginning four times, four times up and back or two times up and back. Uh, and then uh, with a lousy touch turn they were, I almost knocked over the camera. So I, I think I've lost two or three seconds. But when you look at that video, it's a 131 or a 130. And that confirmed that the advertising that these form goggles guys do is it 
they really do record accurately your, your time in motion and your stop time. So once I confirmed to myself that this wasn't a fluke and that I could consistently do it, it's, it's very rewarding. And, and I think I used the word thrilling because it is. Uh, it's, you know, it's not really a fast time at all, but for me, coming from where I was, it's, it's stunning. And it's all about reduced drag, increased propulsion. And it's, uh, I think at one point a year ago, you told me to separate my fingers a little more. You saw I was cupping my hands and I thought, well, cupping your hands, that must be how you get the most water. And then I, after you said, don't do that, you know, let them relax a little bit, actually thought about the fluid dynamics of it and the effectiveness of uh, really a a creating a larger surface to push the water past you. And it makes sense that you don't want to cup your hands, but I never really thought about it. And so that's just another one of the little things that comes up uh, where you say, you know, you always focus on just one or two things rather than trying to, to get a whole magnitude of, oh, you need to fix this, you need to fix that. You just have these little takeaways, go do this and come back in a couple of weeks with another, another video. Um, or in my case, I probably, for, for every video I send you, there's probably one that doesn't make the cut because I look at it and I say, uh, I'm not sending this to him because it's, it's terrible. It's, it doesn't show any improvement or I wasn't concentrating. And so I have quite a collection of failed, um, failed clips from the pool. And uh, even then, you know, sometimes it's hard to get a video at the pool because you want to be courteous to the other people who are there. I tend to wait till there's hardly anybody in the pool and then ask their permission if it turns out they're going to look be, be, perhaps be in the background of my of my camera shot. But uh, I've never had an issue with that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know what more I can say. It's just it's really um, it's really amazing. Um, I guess the other, the other takeaway that I get, and you've said said it many times. I see you say it to everybody what you think you are doing and what you are actually doing oftentimes are very different things and it's it's difficult to to see that unless you record yourself and and then and then work to correct it by exaggerating the movement or feeling like you're overcorrecting that that absolutely is a a truism i mean that's I can't tell you many times where I, I know I'm doing this, uh, but you look at the video and it doesn't lie. You're not, I'm not doing it. My, my arms are not straight. My, uh, I, I'm, my, my pull is not coming back closer to my body. It's, it's out. It's not the YMCA drill. So um, it, it's just, uh, it's, it's really a way of, of learning to swim that would have been impossible 15 years ago without GoPros or waterproof iPhones or whatever it is people are people are using, and then the ability to transmit that to someone on the other side of the world who uh, who can look at it and having seen thousands of these uh, really uh, get to the core of of the of the problem and work slowly to fix it. And it, it really does work. It's, it's really amazing that, uh, uh, that it works at all. Yeah. So 
it's um and i think that's a, a really uh, what something that i've noticed with um with the swimmers who make progress like yourself it's often the ones that are willing to well, stick to it um long term and, and stick to it long enough where they're willing to you know, fail in a way where it's like you try and make the changes you see it on the video and go okay that wasn't it uh and then you go back and try again and then uh, and you maybe exaggerate those points a little bit more and then you get those happening in the stroke and then we look at the next thing and then look at um, what to work on and sometimes some of the the old bad habits creep in and that's normal like it's you're not going to just change things permanently forever things will creep back in but um you know with a time frame of two and a half years some people might look at that and go that's a long time they might think that's a short time but um to have stuck with it for that long it's i'm not surprised with the um the attention that you've put on your technique and the consistency that you've had with your training i'm not surprised that you're at where you are now and um as you like you, you mentioned in one of the posts you said like you said i'm just like i'm just an amateur swimmer i'm nothing i'm nothing special with my swimming and that's um it just goes to show that you know with the with the right approach and the right uh mindset i think going in that uh, if you're willing to stick with it long enough and to be willing to you know, you know record yourself regularly enough and get that feedback uh it is absolutely possible to to become a, a better swimmer so um first of all congratulations on on the massive change and what if what what are your goals now that you've you've come this far um what is it that sort of excites you now about your swimming well i, th I think to you know to keep try to get my time down a little bit more within reason i mean i think i could get myself down into the low 120s maybe even 120 i know i can do that pace uh in a in a 50 yards, I, I just run, kind of run out of gas. I mean, it's it's a matter of maybe a little bit of age and a little bit of uh, fitness. I mean, like I said, I think I'm, I'm reasonably fit, but I'm not crazy about it. I don't take supplements. I don't um, don't work out every day. Uh, I, I, I try to let uh, muscle recovery occur. I think it's important. I don't want to, you know, strain strain myself and I typically never never have although I think the day that I did the 131 I could feel my laps the next day and I remember you saying me two years ago the your, your power in your in your stroke comes from your laps not I thought it came from your biceps or I, I mean I didn't know and then I thought well, I remember writing back to you, I said, what are your laps? Where, where are they? I mean, I actually <laughs> look it up on Wikipedia because I'm that lacking in knowledge of, of muscles. I mean, I can tell you all about physics, chemistry, geography, and astronomy, and paleontology, but I don't, didn't know where my lats were. I mean, it's pretty, pretty weird, but um, I think I must be using them because they feel different. They occasionally feel tight. And um, I guess that's a good thing. I mean, you, you work, you develop your muscles by more or less tearing them slowly over time. And maybe that's what's happening. Uh, I'm not gonna obsess over it, but uh, that, that might be one thing that, that, that's changing uh, is I'm using my lats and I'm not, not just using my arms it's um it's it's a 
a really common um, response that I get from people when they change their stroke in the right way. And sometimes that's over the course of months or sometimes if we're running clinics, we'll get people to make some changes there at the clinic in person. And before they, sometimes I'd feel it through the front of their, like through the front of their shoulder or up through here. And it's, you know, it's more an uncomfortable sort of feeling, but if they sometimes change their posture and they go to this tall and proud posture as opposed to being rounded, um, if they change where they're going, where their arm is or hand is through their catch and pull, it just puts their arm in a different position to allow them to use their, their lats and through their back and shoulders more. And that is when you can have much more power for the same or even less, less effort. And um, it's a good indicator that you're doing the right thing. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's really good to see how much you've um, you've learned in the last two and a half years. Because like if I was going to geology, for example, saying I'd have no idea where to start, and I guess it's the same thing for you going into into swimming. So um, all these little changes, like having your fingers a little bit further apart, um, looking in the right position, not putting as much attention on the kick. It's um, uh, it's it might sound simple now, but for someone with next to no knowledge coming into it it's um that stuff can make a huge difference as i think we've seen so um yeah congratulations and um thanks for sharing your your journey in the last two and a half years on the podcast i'm sure that a lot of people will um will find something to take away from that so um thank you for that and uh all the best for the next uh well next six to 12 months and 120 is certainly within sight now that you're down to 131 and um yeah i think that's a good target and be uh might have to get you back on when we, when we get down to 120 and see what's uh, what's changed from <laughs> yeah. there. We'll see how soon that happens. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for that, Chuck. I Maybe. appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.